Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're brown, we're black. Wait, that's like flip. Anyway, we're brown ambition. Hey, Mandy. I mean, we are equal opportunity to all shades of melanin. Yes. (laughs) It's a safe space Ah. for your skin tone. (laughs) Yes. So I had to fire somebody this week, Mandy. Ooh, juicy. Do tell. I'm not the truth. And I love that I know because that's so hard for you. I know. Oh, my gosh. And, and I was really proud of myself because it was a really good lesson. It wasn't one of my, you know, like it, it was somebody brand new. She literally only worked that day. Isn't that, I've oh never had to do that before. What Although did she do I, to get fired in one day? I know. Well, so I, I've been looking for, and I hope she doesn't listen. If she does listen, hey girl. Oh, <laughs> so I've been looking for an executive admin for a long time. I've got two women on the team that kind of like tag team and help, but they have other positions on the team. So it's like the three of us being my executive admin, who we name Michelle. And so, but I mean, and they, they do a great job, but you know, like I said, they have other positions on the team. So I need, I really need someone dedicated to me. So we thought we found someone, she's super nice. Um, she was an admin before. And I just thought that it was going to be a fit, but I learned a lesson in that. I really have to kind of try people on for size. So I gave her one assignment, which was to do um, a PowerPoint presentation. I gave it to her at nine o'clock in the morning. Like the, the email system was down. So there was no emails that had to be done. So literally that was it. One assignment. And then by the end of the day, it, it wasn't done. But that's not why I it was like, this is not going to be a fit. It not It wasn't done. And so I gave her a template and said, here's something that I've made, but it's not good. But here are all the slides that I need. So I'm just showing you kind of like what I made, which is similar to kind of what I want, but something good. Oh, I do PowerPoint all day, every day. I eat PowerPoint for breakfast. No problem. So by five, I get a message. Hey, I just shared the PowerPoint, you know, the draft with someone on the team before I send it to you. And I was like, you know, what? it's five. Girl, just go ahead and send it on over. I'm sure it's fine. Just a few tweaks here and there. Because it was due the next day for me. I had to submit it. When I tell you, Mandy, I had to open it three times. It was my exact PowerPoint. Oh, the God. Exact, like when I tell you the exact, it was the same slides, just, hey, here's the new title. And here's some new, like the new bullets that I gave you. Like copy and paste, like a 10-minute copy and paste job. And honestly, even that, I was like, that's fine. And I was like, you know what? Maybe, I, you know, I wasn't clear. I actually don't like my PowerPoint because I'm not good at PowerPoint. I just think it looks so rudimentary, like what I've made. So maybe you thought I, that's what I wanted. That's not what I wanted. That I know you do a better job. Can you just send me 
like how you would do it. And she's like, oh, okay, well, here's the thing. This is like verbatim. Due to the current time constraints, I don't want to promise that I'm going to be able to get it done in time. I'm like, time constraints? What? What do you? I was like, well, what? And then gave me a list of things that she had to do instead. Not, not list of things for me, but like list of things in her life that were going to take precedence that day, which is normally fine. But this is a project I gave at 9 a.m. And I don't know that there's an easier, easier assignment than a PowerPoint, you know? Yeah, I, I'm shocked. <laughs> like, what? I honestly was like, when I got the due to the current time constraints, I don't think I'm going to almost like, well, I'm busy, girl. That's what I read like. And I was like, what? And then I said, you know what, Tiffany, be fair, because today was her first day. I'm sure the other team members gave her a ton of things to do because they had been itching for me to get admin. So I'm calling the other team members like, hey, I even asked her, you know, did did my COO give you assignments and other people? Everyone, including her, said no, there were no other assignments assigned. And so I'm like, so this is from nine to five. This is the one thing that you did. I just I didn't I didn't know what to say. And I, you know how you know, and you're like, I was like, well, maybe I'll give it another day, but you know. And I said, Tiffany, this is this is not a fit. And old Tiffany would keep on someone that's not a fit for a year and be miserable because I would feel overwhelmed because I'd be doing double work. But new Tiffany said, you've been asking to grow. This is your opportunity to do what you already know you need to do. This is not going to be a fit. That it's not about the assignment not being done. It's the unwillingness to take take ownership of the misstep and then fix it. And so, um, you know, we let her go. So she, of course she was upset. I, 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 we did it in writing, but I also had a call. And, um, the thing that kind of was off putting, she sent me a letter saying, I feel like, um, she said something like, um, I think it's unfair that the new girl got this assignment with these time constraints. The new girl, this is not high school. We weren't picking on you and hazing you like, (laughs) And I just like, I thought, to but myself, it kind of is was, high school. Cause you gave her a PowerPoint and you gave her eight hours to do it. So like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know. I felt so bad. Honestly, I did. And I still feel really bad. Cause she was a really nice woman, but like, and you know, I was like, well, is there a reason why she's like, well, I had a couple of calls with people on the team and there was just a lot going on. And I said, honestly, that was, that was the lightest it's ever going to be as my admin, like two phone calls and a PowerPoint. It's never going to get lighter. Yeah, that's true. Like, you need someone you know, who can like handle it. Yeah. And like I said, I felt so bad because I, you know, it was, you know, she just felt like I didn't give her enough of a chance. And I said, no, I, I gave you a chance. You're asking for another chance. And I just don't think that I can do that. So, yeah, but it was really hard. I mean, I'm still kind of reeling from it because I've never let go of somebody that quickly. And it just felt really, it didn't feel good. It, it felt really bad because I just felt like that I wish I would have vetted so I wouldn't have um, disappointed, you know, someone that I know she really wanted the job, but yeah, so that was hard, but it was, it was a good lesson. Being nice is one of, it is, it is a very important quality. You have to want to work with people, but I have also learned that hardworking butthead is also super valuable every once in a while, or just a hardworking person who, you know, forget if they forget, if you want to grab drinks with them after work, like do they get their work done and they can rely on them? Like that is, also really valuable um now like firing someone in 24 hours that's pretty savage but i know but i have heard multiple times like you need to you make a mistake you acknowledge it quickly and you get out like don't and this is i mean she caught you this is a new year new you you're heading into 40 like you said 
wanting to be more assertive and stick up for yourself. And, you know, too bad she caught I, you in this moment in your life I when know, you I don't know. suffer ridiculousness anymore. And I'm really proud oh of you. Oh, my goodness. I was like, yo, even now my stomach is like, Lord. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was hard. Like I said, it was it was hard. And like, it's like, yes, I have been in situations where I've known that someone had to go from the very beginning and I've kept them for two years <laughs> because I just felt so bad. And I just said, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. But so, yeah, I was like, whew. So, I mean, and, but I learned good lessons about and even honestly, I, I, I'm, you know, cause I know you are looking for writers. I don't know. How do you, how do you vet knowing? I thought I vetted so well. I don't know. Like I need some t- trips and like ticks, mm. um, you know, like about how do you really, cause people could say whatever, but when it's time to do the work, how do you know someone's really going to do the work and work autonomously, you know? Well, we're big on, uh, tests. We're big on, um, uh, interview process, rigorous interview process, and then at least a test where you have to do the thing that we're hiring you to do, whether you're a writer or an editor. There's like a very, and I try to make the tests really tough because it weeds out people who are just casually applying. And it shows me that if you're motivated enough to do this, you know, on your weekend time or after work or whatever, you probably want this job. And then once I get the test back, because we're a content business, I I don't I used to personally hire every single writer. Now I have editors who hire their own writers, but I tell them you need to do a really tough edit on that person, like unnecessarily tough almost. I mean, point out things mm-hmm. that are that that are that are, you know, that you could be better that they could be better at doing, but really be tough on them because they need to know what a tough edit feels like and you need to suss out how can they take it. Cuz the biggest thing for me that turns me off from writers is when they can't take feedback. And the best writers often are the worst people to work with because they get very precious about their words and editors too. There's a lot of egos. Um, so you, that that's my way of like sussing out someone's ego. I'm looking for like ego and can they take mm. feedback? Can they take criticism? Because they're going to get it all day, every day um, okay. on this team and they can't be super precious about it. And I, And I feel like for you, like you should develop like what is like – what is the test for an executive admin and can you put, and I always put a time limit on it, you know, however many hours I think is reasonable um, to see if they can do it on time. And I think that's important too. So if you came up with like the executive admin stress test, you got to do a PowerPoint, you need to draft two emails you would draft to a client who said this to me, like create like a scenario for them. Um, I did that when I was hiring my number two. That was a really tough hire. So finding someone who wants to have a senior role but not be the senior role. Mm. And basically someone who can answer to – because what I do all day is problem solve. People bring their problems to me. I help them figure out how to fix them. That's like my main job now. What I did is I came up with the seven most common conflicts that have popped up in the last, I don't know, six months that I could think of. The really difficult questions I was asked, the really sticky conflicts I got into – um, and I and I literally wrote, here's a scenario. What would your approach be? And had them write a response. Like, tell me okay. how they would have approached the situation. And that helped me weed out a lot of people. No, I like that. Because I, I said that. I said, you know what, that what I should have done is that um, I should have done like a, a paid kind of like um, two or three day work along so I can actually see you in action, you know? Yeah. That's because I, idea. you know, because because it, that was like, it's hard to kind of tell because, you know, everyone's amazing when you interview them, but like to actually see you when they're like, okay, the emails are coming in and could you con- confirm my makeup on Tuesday? And could you make sure, you know, no, but yeah, I mean, it was a good lesson and I'm, I'm happy for the lesson, although I'm not happy that, you know, that I disappointed someone. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you learn from it. And I think you're right. A, a paid, like, it's almost like having them freelance for a little while, mm-hmm. um, which I think makes so much sense. We do. And by the way, people are listening and they're like, damn, this sounds like a lot of work, you know, for a job interview. This is like, it's, a lot, it's putting a lot of work on people. We do pay for our edit and writing tests. Um, so we pay for your time and value yeah. it. But it's a, it's cheap to pay a few hundred bucks up front and then yes. not hire someone who will be a complete disaster later. You know, we can yeah. eat that cost. Which Live and learn. <laughs> it's like, my, yeah. was it Maya Angelou who said, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time? Ah, yes, yes, I know, I know. Yo, I, was, I wish you could see my face. I'm like, oh my, I'm like reliving it, the horror. Like, I, feel, <laughs> I feel it, I feel it. Well, that happened. <laughs> what is, what's up with you? Growth is uncomfortable, isn't it? It is. It is. But you know, it's also good because I know we have so many, so many listeners that like kind of hit us up about like, what can you do to like, you know, get a raise or to negotiate or to, you know, to find a new job. And so hopefully that is, that's helpful that, you know, folks are looking for people who can do the work with, for the most part, minimal interference that you're not going to need a lot of handholding. And also, too, I think that most people who are hiring or looking for someone are okay with mistakes being made, but they're not okay with excuses. Yeah, I mean, and I also think you have to identify the roles on your team where you are will you do you will tolerate a learning curve and you will tolerate mistakes. And there's some roles where you are very you're like way less tolerant. And then yes. you hire, it's kind of like, it's like when you identify what's entry level, what's mid-level and, and how mm-hmm. much handholding do I expect this person to need? Um, because for sure, like customer support, like let's just say this was a customer support role. Honestly, it wouldn't have been a big deal. It would have been like, especially if this person was like a millennial, it'd be like, Hey, cause we, we, we hire young people a, a lot. And sometimes they come in and they do a little misstep and, but we're here to coach and guide you and customer support. There's a lot of room for growth. Or if you're on the you're on the um, social media team, where it's like, well, that's you know that tone is probably not the kind of post that we want. But these are places where there's space. But but you know, like I I cannot coach the CFO like sis. You you have to know, like the IRS is going to need this paperwork. You know what I mean? Like there's certain certain roles on a team where, you know, and my executive admin honestly is 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 I mean arguably one of the most important roles on the entire team because it is it's what keeps me to be able to like navigate all that we have to do. And so there, there isn't much room for, for um, not much room for error, but there's not much room for coaching. You have to come with a lot of the skill set already there. And then we show you kind of like what our specialty skills are that are necessary, but you have to come with a lot of that stuff yourself. Like I said, if this was customer support, she would still be here. Um, but not in this role. I was like, yeah, cause I don't, cause quite honestly, it's stressful. I, I hired an admin a few years ago and it, it didn't work out. And the level of stress, when I tell you, I, it was like going to a therapist as like, it was so, I felt like I was having a nervous breakdown and I realized part of it was I was not receiving the proper support. And I was so overwhelmed. I remember even my business partner, Jabril, he said at the time, he's like, Tiffany, <clears throat> I'm worried about you because he was in like Thailand, whatever. He's like, I messaged you at 4 AM. You respond. I messaged you at 1 p.m. You respond. I messaged you at new- midnight because your girl's always all around the world. You respond. He said, I don't know that I've ever messaged you in the last six months that you have not responded within 10 minutes. That worries me. When are you sleeping? And I couldn't because I was doing my job and her job. And I, I just was like, 
there was flashbacks of that. And I said, I can't go back there. Honestly, I'm trying to have a baby and I'm supposed to be Wusa and Zen and mm-hmm. not stressed. And that's what I was thinking to myself that like that me getting the right proper assistance is critical, not just professionally, but personally too. So, so yeah. <clears throat> so when I think about it that way, I'm like, you know, I know I made the right, I already knew I made the right choice, but it's like, I can feel less guilty about it. I believe this person exists in the world. They do. I think so. You're going to find so, them. So sidebar, if you, if you're like, hmm, Tiff, I know somebody, you know somebody, you don't have to, I mean, ideally Jersey would be awesome. But honestly, if uh, digitally is, is, is awesome too. If you know somebody who would be amazing as an executive admin, um, not someone who was like in transition, I'll be your admin for six months while I move on to something else. No, someone who really wants to be an executive admin, like that's where they want to be. You know, we, we have, um, honestly, it's an awesome team. Um, do you have a job listing? Um, we did. So I can, I can, I, you know, I can see if I can get it to you. I'll get it from Karen, my COO and we can post it. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you know someone, honestly, at this point, (laughs) we could use a little, a little boost. It sounds like a great, a great job for like a really high type A go-getter college grad. Yes, honestly. And it would be honestly. And we, I mean, we, we're, um, we, I give raises all the time. Like the team knows as the company grows, we, 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 we give raises. Like we, it's not like, Oh, an annual raise. No, they can come quarterly. If not faster than that, depending on how fast we grow, we go on a, a, an annual trip every year that we, that my business partner and I, we pay for completely. We actually leave in like a week. We're taking the whole team to Arizona and we're going ATVing and we got a bunch of um, Airbnbs. I mean, like it's, it's just an awesome environment of mostly women who are dope. And, um, yeah, I just, it's a great place to work. Like I really, I really, honestly, I've built the place where I would want to work. And so we're just looking for someone who is super type A because I'm not, I need someone who is super organized, who is going to be like, Tiffany, don't forget this. Tiffany, I've already made that reservation. Tiffany, don't forget you have Superman's birthday tonight. You know, like someone who's going to be really on me, um, you know, but also easy to work with. And, um, yeah. And if you want to learn, if you're like, I've always wanted to have a business or see what that looks like. I mean, this is, you get, you get firsthand seats on what it looks like. We're, we are a seven figure a year business. And by no, I think by November, uh, we are on the cusp of, the, of our first seven figure month, let alone year. So we are growing rapidly and you can be a part of that growth or somebody, you know, so hit a sister up. If you can go to the budgetnista.com and um, just click contact me if you're interested, because we definitely need someone. Help Tiffany out. (laughs) I don't want to let go of somebody in 24 hours ever again. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. 
Shall we take some questions? Yes, let's do it. All right. I feel for this first listener. She wants to remain anonymous and you'll find out why. She has a question about her friends and traveling. I wonder if we know where this is going. Ah. All right. So she says, here's my question. We'll call her Sarah. I love to travel with my friends, but they often tend to to plan trips that go far outside my budget. My budget for trips each year is $3,000, which along with miles is enough for two big trips a year and two to four small domestic trips. Right now, my friends are planning a trip that's totally nearly $6,000, and they aren't interested in any of my travel on a budget hacks. They want to spend money on things that I just don't value, like a luxury hotel. This has happened before when I've tried to plan trips with them. I love them, and I want to travel with them. How can I make that happen? What can I do to get them to try my idea of budget travel? Thank you. I really feel this is a really common uh, – I feel like everyone in their life has has had the friends – who want to go, you know, go big for a certain trip. You know, yes. it's, it's uh, anyone who's ever been a bridesmaid, you know, the bachelorette party comes along and it's always freaking mm-hmm. awkward because every, you know, some people want to go to Vegas and some people are like not financially set to go to Vegas. And um, yeah, it's really difficult. So first and foremost, you are not alone, Miss Sarah. Well, here's the thing. All my friends know I'm cheap. So they're like, girl. <laughs> I mean, it is kind of like in your name. <laughs> I know. No, well, I mean, it definitely has because I would say like my best friend, Rena is definitely more so the fancy traveler than I am. So the truth is, Drina and I really don't go on that many trips together. I mean, now I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little bit more flexible, but um, for a while we did it. It didn't mean we weren't friends. It didn't mean we didn't hang out. We did. It doesn't, didn't mean we didn't talk on the phone. It just meant when I traveled, I used, actually used to travel every year with a friend of, my friend of mine named Madeline. And Madeline had a similar traveling profile to me. Like Madeline was super low key. You know, she was, it was all about the budget. And so I remember three or four years in a row, me and Madeline went on a trip every year. And honestly, Drina didn't feel any kind of way about it because she knew she didn't want to travel in that way. And then every once in a while, the way something would come up with the way I wanted to travel was similar in the way that Drina wanted to travel. And we would do that. So it's okay not to travel with, your friends, it doesn't make them less of your friends. Like it was crazy because Madeline actually lives in Newark where I live. And when I tell you, I never see Madeline in Newark. But then once a year, we'd be like going to Paris this year. Let's do it. <laughs> like she was my travel buddy. And so I'm also part of this travel group, um, uh, brown girls kind of travel group on a, a Facebook called No Madness, No Madness. And it's great because you can find other travel folks who want to travel like you. And I've met so many amazing No Madness tribe members. So that would be my suggestion that you don't, if they want to travel Lux, there's nothing wrong with that. Let them travel Lux. And if you don't, there's nothing wrong with that. Find someone who fits your travel profile and travel with them and then be friends with your friends, but at home and in person. No, I couldn't agree more. I mean, you you're letting them you're letting their habits make you feel bad for your like I I want you to stay on track. The fact that you have a travel budget for the year and you have it broken down by two big trips and two domestic trips. First of all, doing that for $3,000, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, you should be really proud. And they should be coming to you for travel tips. Why wouldn't you want to save even if you have the money to go lux? Um, but you know, if you want to keep the peace with them, I think you're better off just bowing out of these group trips if they're not going to work to, you know, fit your budget. And and I know I kind of get what you're saying, but I also feel like they're kind of not being good friends if they're not going to try and, you know, try and, and uh, compromise a little bit so that you feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you want your friend to feel comfortable on a trip? Um, 
So I agree with Tiffany on that front. I recently, I wonder if you, I wonder how you guys will feel about this, especially you, Tiff. So I recently, um, I, I've been on this whole like pre-baby bucket list thing where I want to do, see all the Broadway shows and do my baby moon and all that kind of stuff. And I invited two really good girlfriends to see Moulin Rouge on Broadway, which I'm really excited about. And they li- they told me, here's our budget. And it turned out tickets were above that price point. I personally kicked in more money so that we can get better seats because I am a Broadway snob and I only like to sit where I like to sit. And where I like to sit was just not in that price range. But rather than make them feel bad, like I had points on my card and I knew I felt comfortable just kicking in more money so we can all have a better experience. Um, And I just did that so that I can be happy. They don't feel bad about it. I use my points. I don't care. Um, And that's how when I've been on the other side, it doesn't happen all the time where I'm the kind of the one who wants to spend more, I'm like, okay, fine, I'll kick in more because I want you guys to come along with me. Um, and, you know, you're the people I want to see this show with. Yeah. <clears throat> do you, have you done that before? Do you think that that was the right thing to do? No, yeah. Well, I've actually had friends do that for me when I'm like, like I have my, my other fancy friend, his name is Cabral, and that's how he is. And so we would, I would say at least once a month we would go out to like dinner and so Cabral would be like, oh, let's go here. And I'm like, Cabral, the price. He's like, I got it. And I'd be like, wait. But so what it did, though, was that it showed me that there were some things worth spending a little extra money on. I'm not going to lie. So Cabral has taught me that I'm still the budget nista, but I'm the budget nista that will sometimes splurge on luxurious things for the experience of it. So there, there's, there's value in both. So you know, um, and as a result, I have then splurged on other people because of that lesson I learned from Cabral that sometimes it's okay to like, you know, pay a little extra because Cabral is always, always, always willing to pay a little extra for the experience. And honestly, and and, and it's about the experience. And it's also like when you're the friend who maybe ha- who wants to invest more in an experience and you're the, like, you want to share the experience with someone. It's not fun to be the one who wants to spend money on a luxury trip and then you go by yourself. Like you want to bring yeah. people along with you. Um, so I think anyway, that's not really where this listener, Sarah is at on the side of the equation. But um, honestly, if you have told them respectfully and upfront about your financial issues and they're not willing to bend, you're either going to have to sacrifice your own finances and your and your travel plan for the year to 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 you know to match what they want to do, or you're going to have to just bow it out, bow out of this trip, um, and you have to ask yourself what's more important to you. You know, keeping your own financial plan on track. I hope so. Um, mm-hmm. Or going on this luxury trip, or maybe you decide this trip sounds so phenomenal, you're going to take the plunge, go on the expensive trip, and then maybe scale back your travel plans for the next couple of years as a result. If that doesn't sound like a fair trade-off, then I think you know what you got to do. It's just not always the most fun decision yeah. to make. Do you want to take one more question? Do you think we have some time? Definitely. Let's uh, take a question. Let's see. Does she want to be anonymous? No. Uh, listener, this is on from Instagram. Oh, I didn't even mention to you guys, if you forgot, we're on Instagram at Brand Ambition Podcast. You can send us a DM there to ask your question or hit us up uh, via email by going to brownambitionpodcast.com and clicking Ask Us Anything. So this question is from listener Vanessa being mistreated by her bank account. Mm. She says, I have two bank accounts. One has a direct deposit and the other account I use for online bill payment. This bank charges a $10 monthly maintenance fee. And the bank says I can avoid the fee if I make a minimum of 10 transactions per month. The 10 transactions can be point of sale or online bill pay. 
what's the best way to make, what's the best way for me to make 20 qualifying transactions that won't cause me to overspend because she has two accounts and she has to make 10 transactions on each of them to avoid this $10 per month fee. Uh, She continues, I tend to use cash for a lot of my purchases so that I don't get carried away with swiping my card and overspend. I need your help, Vanessa. Ooh, girl. So so she's got two different banks or two different bank accounts? Same bank, two different accounts, with which both will charge her $10 a month if she's not swiping her card, basically. So $20? Yes. Mm. We just tell her to get out of that bank, right? Just leave your... Uh, There's better banks, Vanessa. (laughs) <laughs> yes move from the ghetto upgrade Moving on up. yes no yeah honestly yeah that bank is wilding if like I, which i mean are they really because are most of these banks are like the worst to be all the way candid um but i think a, a quick google search can show can find because usually sometimes a bank will just say if you have a deposit right like i know sometimes you can avoid um that if you get if you get your um your paycheck direct deposit into that account Probably, but some of them have like, it has to be a minimum amount, you know, if you have direct deposit up to a certain amount, she'd have to look at her bank's fine print because she does say she's using one of them to deposit her uh, paycheck through and the other one for um, online bill pay. But she uses cash so much because she wants to avoid overspending. So you need to find an account that fits your profile. You need to find a bank that doesn't charge uh, monthly maintenance fees for keeping a low balance that won't charge you ATM fees when you withdraw money because it seems like you use cash a lot. Um, and there's a lot of options out there. I mean, I use Ally. And I, the other day, I just love going to a bodega ATM now because I'm like, yes, I will, you know, pay that $3 fee because Ally is going to pick that up for me. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I'm literally doing it. I did a Google search. Best free checking accounts. And Ally is definitely one of them. There's um, new I ones. see Radius, Chime, Simple. These Simple are some, checking accounts. Yeah, those are a couple of new ones. Via. Or is it VO? I think it's VO, V-I-O. They're a new bank, a newer bank that's like really kicking the competition's butts um, with no fees and and high high rates on savings. Um, I'm going to, you know, again, I'll post a link to a couple of places you can look for um, alternative bank accounts. Even I bet your local credit union has a better deal than the bank that you're with now. Um, there's better options. I would say Get out of there now versus trying to figure out how to like change your spending habits to fit their needs so they don't charge you money. Because mm-hmm. it is just encouraging you to spend when. I mean, that's the whole point. They want you to do that. You're like, we're yeah. not trying to do that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. Thank you for your question. Again, we're on Instagram at Brand Ambition Podcast or hit us up at brandambitionpodcast.com. Ask us anything. Yes. So now it's time to boost or break for all our family. Will you boost? Will you break? What will you do, Mandy? I feel like that was a good one. That was, it was on tune, I think, and everything. I, it was good. Yeah, it was a good one. I'm like, ooh, yes. I so what you going to do? You going to boost or you going to break? I'm going to do boost. I might do a, two, a, a quick twofer quick twofer so one i want to shout out to your my workplace bestie who do you have a workplace bestie you probably dream is your bestie and you work together (laughs) maybe it's not a traditional workplace bestie but i recently came across this uh the study by gallup maybe it was a survey but their research showed people who have workplace besties so having a best friend at work actually helps you do better over your whole your whole career. It's about having support, someone to bounce ideas off of, and feeling like you're more secure um, in a professional setting. I wholeheartedly agree. Like, 
I, my bet, my workplace, my, one of my first, one of my best friends I met at my first job in New York city. And, and she has been like, she was my lifeline for that job, um, for so long. So just shout outs. If you have a workplace bestie, give them a, shoot them a text, tell them how much you appreciate them, how much you love them, et cetera. Aww. And my second boost is going to be, I listened. So last week, Tiffany asked me, you know, when someone asks you that question, they follow up with you on something that you know you should do, but you get a little defensive about it and you, because <laughs> you know you haven't done it yet. <laughs> and last week you asked me um, if I had contacted my financial planner <clears throat> to tell her about, you know, what's happening in Maybe. my life. <laughs> and, you know, I'm only 30 weeks into this pregnancy and my financial planner has no idea. So I emailed Helen last week and let her know what was happening. And we have a call scheduled for next week to talk to Yay! her. I don't know I'm why I was putting it off. I think I just felt like, well, the money part, I got that down. Like, like as far as like a 529 plan, I know what that stuff is. I'll figure it out. But the more I got to thinking about it, the more I'm like, maybe we should get our life insurance looked at. We need to. Yeah. It'll just feel good to get the financial stamp of approval from Helen. You know, yeah. going but into also, this so there's thing. Like, like you said, sometimes like, like lately I've been leaning into something that I call financial wholeness, which is like, it's not just I've got money in the bank, you know, it's like you said, like I found like through my, my um, financial planner, like I'm severely underinsured. I'm like, I, I need a secession plan. That's if something happened to me, what happens to the businesses? So it's like, I feel like, yes, I know I've got money saved, but that's not enough for me to have like a holistic view of like what I need to do with my money. Like I want, you know, so that's what I like about, you know, having someone else, an expert kind of come in and help me look at all aspects of, of my finances. So yeah, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I'm going to get that life insurance, right. Going to get my will set. And I'm and that just thinking about the will. I was like, wait, who was going to, who would get the child? And then of course I'm hormonal. So I start crying because thinking about us dying is really Aww. sad. Yeah. Well, yes, that is sad. <laughs> any other pregnant women, Listen, like, because I've confirmed this with two friends of mine. They confirm it's you have really dark and twisty thoughts when you're in your third trimester. Like, really? I, I, I imagine our deaths in several different ways, like all the time. It's it's very sad. The hormones, man, the hormones. Yeah, hormones are something else. I tell you, they're the devil, is what they are. Okay, you go. Booster um, break. I I am going to boost. Well, first I'm going to send a little shout out to Dream, my bestie. Well, she's actually in Mexico right now getting married. I couldn't go because Zika is real. And my um, mm. IVF doctor was like, sis, so we've come this far. We're about to do another cycle. And I need you not to get Zika. So it was sad. Um, but, you know, I just, I, I couldn't take the risk. So it's like, ooh, I'm looking at all the pictures and stuff. But I want to shout her out and say her and her. She's been with her her boo, um, KB, since they were like 14, 15. And they're such a cute couple. Um, they've got a dope baby who's not a baby. He's four. Um, but yeah, so they're awesome and just happy wedding. It looks amazing. Um, my sisters are there. Um, so, and then I want to just get a boost to today is my business partner, Jabril's birthday. And there are some people in your life that are pivotal. Like they came into your life and your life is not the same, whether in a terrible way or an amazing way. And honestly, I have to say that Jabril is a pivotal, he I, when I look back as to when my life took a turn, he is one of the people. It's like Jarrell, my husband, you know, like my, you know, I don't know, like my college best friend. You know what I mean? But Jabril, my business partner, is definitely one of those people. Not that I wouldn't have been successful on my own, but the truth of the matter is I didn't think 
I didn't think I deserved to be or that, I don't know, men just have this weird sense of overconfidence. It's really annoying. Where they're just like, well, but helpful. it is. Mandy, when I tell you, <laughs> like Jabril, I remember when I first met Jabril, I mean, I was barely scraping by and he was like, yeah, we're going to make a few million dollars. And I was like, okay, crazy person. I don't know. What are you talking about? And now that's what the company does. And I remember him saying, yeah, wait till we get to a million dollars a month. And I'm like, that doesn't, these crazy words. And like November, we are on track to make that in November. And it's just, it's both definitely annoying that he's right. But also it's really, he has really taught me to look beyond myself and my own perceived limitations. Mm. And so that's what I really like. Men in general just tend to think like that, it seems like. And so Jabril always has like, and so the other day, because he's already glossed over a million dollars a month. And he's like, yeah, I can't wait till we get to our million dollar day. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Sir, what are you talking about? But now I'm deep enough in it that I know that that is more than just a possibility. We can do it. And so I'm just really grateful, not because of the money, but because Jabril has helped me to unlock like the superpower in me that says that, it's possible. It's more than possible. It's probable. And I put in the work and it's, you know, we're capable of doing these things. And so I'm just grateful for him coming into my life because like I said, I feel like if not, I would be Tiffany that still works equally as hard, but doesn't get as far ahead because I just couldn't see it. Not for me anyway, you know? So happy birthday, Jabril. You're the dopest. Um, if you want to, you know, feel bad about your life, go ahead and follow him on Instagram. He's Jabril8. Is it 88? I think it's Jabril8. He travels. He doesn't even live anywhere. Jabril, like, lives the world. He He's really one of those people, you know, like the fake people you see online. And you're like, yeah, right. You travel to all these different countries and don't really live anywhere and, like, have this amazing life. No, that's Jabril in real life. It's so Jabril 8, like that. Literally, I could be talking to Jabril. He's like, I'm in China. And then the next week when we have our tea meeting, I'm like, is that a giraffe? Yeah, I'm in Zimbabwe. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> we all aspire to be Jabril when we grow up. And he's so easygoing and chill, but he's a beast in business. So happy birthday to you, my brother from another mother. I am grateful for you and I love you like direct deposit. <laughs> no, no, I should we all I wish we all had a Jabril in our lives. And it may not be a guy, but I'm telling you, my little brother, I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> he is so obnoxious sometimes because I'll, you know, for example, I got I got a job offer and he was and I told him what it was and I thought I was, you know, being the big sister, like very impressive. He's like, You gonna ask for equity or no? And I was like, uh, yes. I, I was not. I was not going to ask for equity. But now yo, it's crazy. I remember the first time he did that. We were working with a company. He was like, so we really like equity. And I'm looking at him like, bruh, like, yo, you're wild. And they were like, you know what? Mm, okay. And he looked at me like, like Tiffany, no, I deserve it. And I just, ah, oh, can you imagine to be a man? I just. I hate it, but not- <laughs> you need, you need people with, forget if it's a man or you need a man or a woman, you need someone with balls in your life to like push you yes. in business. For real. You need a hype man. You need a hype woman, you whoever do. it is to think bigger than you. I Exactly. And there are I definitely some it. women out there who. We definitely carry that with them. But I just, for me, it just was difficult to see past that. So, yep, like I, I, you know, if you're a woman who rocks out like that, I'm like, oh my God, like what, you know, how did you get untrained? Because I feel like girls are taught to be polite and quiet and small and and not to go for it because that's that's unladylike and not feminine, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and We're it's trying to get equal pay. Like we can't exactly. even, we can't even dream of getting like the dollar to the dollar for the, you know, for what a man earns. And now it's like, 
so thinking beyond that, you're right. We're just, we have to, we need people who think differently to, to rewire the way that yeah. we perceive ourselves. Beautiful. Yeah. Happy birthday, Jabril. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our shizzo. And honestly, I'm not playing. If you think you could be an awesome executive admin full time, or if you know somebody who'd be awesome, thebudgetista.com, click the contact me button. And um, I'll send you like, you know, what we're like the list of kind of things that we're, we have a listing somewhere and I'll send you what we're looking for. Um, and yeah, you guys are awesome as per usual. It's been awesome chatting with you, Mandra, as per usual. Um, I don't know. I love this show. It just gets better and better. I love when y'all stop me on the street and you're not even like budgetista anymore. They're like, Brennan Bisson. I'm like, what? Ooh, you know, sure I, get, I get recognized too sometimes, but please, try <laughs> I love to, it. could you please not catch me at like six o'clock when I'm sweaty trying to catch the train though? That's when it always happens. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yes, it is me. Uh. <laughs> and then they force a hug on me. They're like, heard you hate hugs. Here you go, girl. <laughs> okay. I, I feel bad I, for I, encouraging that behavior. No, no, honestly, I don't mind. It, it has made me like a more of a, a huggy person. And they're like, and one for Mandy. I'm like, she's not getting this one. <laughs> the bigger pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment we're having a real conversation as real real estate investors new episodes available every day it's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to bigger pockets on the market rookie real estate or money podcast the purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets Podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.